Welcome back to Heated Agreement. This week we're going to do first or worst, and our subject is going to be our favorite and least favorite sports memories. Also, if you work for Waffle House, you should hit us up and get this sponsorship on the roll. But other than that, let's dive on in. Heated Agreement, episode 16, coming your way now. segment this week we're going to start with flounder and the topic actually came from woody we're going to reminisce on our first or worst sports memories the uh the first part should be pretty good in remembering but going back and re-watching and reliving some of the worst memories could uh bring up back a little bit of heartache because it did for me for sure uh flounder you want to start yeah so my my number three was uh beating bama in 2012 that was, I mean, I don't know. For, I don't know where y'all were. I was in College Station. You walk outside immediately after beating Bama, and everybody is just honking their horns, playing the fuck, playing the war hymn as loud as they possibly could. It was kind of like, I don't know. It was, it was a weird experience to kind of like be in the same mode as a whole town, but not on like a like a national scale or not on like a national sports scale, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like when the Strohs win the world series, everybody knows it and it's a good time, you know, but it was just, I'd never been a part of something like that in college station before. And, you know, the stakes were so high. We weren't supposed to win first year in the sec. So it had a lot of meaning for me. And uh, that's why it's number three on my list. Okay. There's a bunch of stuff like the 2017 world series and, and games like 2012 against Bama that I'm not going to put on here that would obviously be at the top. I wanted to switch it up a little bit. So if you think I'm an idiot for leaving some of these off, it's probably because I wanted to be a little bit different. Don't worry. They'll get talked about. Yeah. So my number three, (laughs) excuse me, is the uh, 2005, I think it was, NLDS that went to 18 innings and Chris Burke walked it off with the home run to send us to the NLCS. And I don't remember if that was the year that we went to the World Series or lost in seven to the Cardinals. But either way, I remember being – 2005 at, was the year the Astros went to yeah, the World Series. Yeah, that was the year. No, but I don't Got swept what, by the White Sox. No, I know what year we went to the World Series. I don't know, remember what year this game was. Well, you just said it was 2005. Well, I said it was either four or five. I don't remember which one oh. it was. I mean, we played the Braves so many times as a kid growing up in the NLDS. I don't remember the years and got them all mixed up. But, anyways, that's, I remember that's the uh, that's the baseball equivalent of the Rockets versus the Jazz in the first round. Of yes, playoffs. yes. I don't. I can't tell you what years they played the Jazz and which years they didn't. But I know that it happened every so year. Much. Fuck Carlos Boozer. It was two thousand five and AK forty seven. So even better, we ended up going to the World Series this year and uh, getting struck by the White Sox. Anyways. Chris Burke walks it off in the 18th inning. I remember watching it at the church picnic, and then it lasted so long that we ended up making it back to our house to watch the walk-off. 
But uh, anyways, I'll, I'll never forget Chris Burt. And it's really cool to see him uh, on TV now covering the College World Series and stuff. And and a lot, it's, I feel like a lot of kids are going to be like, who the hell is that? And it's going to be like a moment I had with my dad several times growing up. Some guy would be calling the game and he, he that was famous for something he did as a player. And my dad would be like, oh, that's so-and-so that did that. And I had no idea who it is. And now I'm going to have that moment going forward with Chris Burke because he's outside of that, he was relatively a no-name player besides for people that were following baseball at the time. He had a decent career. He had a, he had a decent career, but like 10 years from now, nobody that's nobody's going to know who he is that's watching the game besides people that were probably our age and older. So, James, you're up. Uh, okay. All right, uh, I'm just going to start off with the Game 7 of the ALCS last year, 2019, when Altuve hit the walk-off home run. So I was actually um, at a bar in Houston when it happened, and the whole place was fucking crazy. And it was the Yankees, so that was extra special. So that's why that one's on the list for me. The best part of that whole thing was sitting there watching the post game. And Big Poppy saying, and the Yankees lose. The Yankees lose. Um, I'd like to retract a statement. Chris Burke did not have a decent career. Uh, James, would you like to guess his career war? Is it less, more or less than Trevor Bowers? <laughs> it's less. So, so less than, than Aubrey Huff's, too. Yes. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess he had like nine, negative one point two. Oh my god! I thought he would at least have put up some positive numbers. No, very bad career. So yeah, never mind. I retract that statement. He was garbage. So I was right. He had a unimpressive career, and uh, he had a very bad career. Like so, you have uh, to try to be uh, worth. Negative one point two wins in one, two, three in six years. That just means he was basically average for six years, right? Like slightly below average for six years. Yeah. It's very bad. No, it's average. No. No. Wins above replacement. That means pulling up somebody from the minor leagues would be better than Chris Burke. Except they wouldn't have hit an 18th inning walk-off home run. Yep. It just so happened that was one of his 23 career home runs in his six seasons. And and that's what my whole point was is – the guy's not going to be no, – he nobody's going to remember who he was if it weren't for that. Yeah, I'm shocked he's so bad. Anyways, um, my number three favorite um, sports moment has got to be the 2016 uh, College Basketball National Championship just because me and Jorphy were there. It was uh, Villanova against UNC. And we were right behind the bucket that uh, the Villanova player hit the. Uh, no, we weren't. We were behind the one that the UNC guy hit the bucket. No, we weren't, dumbass. Oh, we weren't. I'm right. I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, you're right. I know you're wrong. I remember seeing the, barely being able to see the UNC shot. Yeah, because Marcus right. Page hit that shot right before, and then the Villanova guy came back and hit the buzzer beater. That was one of the greatest games in college basketball history, and I was there. So that's definitely one of my favorite moments of all time. I'll have to post that video. I still have it on my snap memories. I got it on camera. 
Yeah, that was sick. Oh, okay. Um, so, oh, are you done? Sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I forgot to mention with mine. Um, so that day, the day of the the game six, that that with the Altuve walk off, um, was we, we were at the bar. Also, A and M was playing Ole Miss that game, that day, like at the same time. And we were struggling. And Texas, and Buddy Johnson got a uh, yeah, kick, and uh, Texas scoop and score. And Texas was playing Kansas when they almost lost that game. And so oh, I'm yes. with my I'm with my Longhorn roommate. We're watching the Astros game, the A and M game, and the Texas game, and it is at it is at the Texas bar in Houston, like the Texas X's official bar. Every time Kansas, so it started off, you know, we were getting our ass kicked, and he's ta- my buddy's talking shit to me. Then Kansas starts coming back, and he was in my face the whole time when Texas would score. So then Kansas started going, and I'm going rock chalk. Jay Hawk and all the fucking Texas fans are just staring at me, pissed off. And so we pulled it out. If Kansas could have pulled it out, it would have been like the greatest sports day of all time for me. But I think Texas cheated their way into a win or some shit. They 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 fucking cooked the clock. Oh yeah, that's right. I remembered some bullshit. They saved them time. If they if they wouldn't have cooked the clock, they may not have had enough time to get down the field and kick the game winning field goal. Um. Yeah. What you got, number two, Woody? Are we doing first still? Yeah, snakes. Okay. So basically, basically, what I'm saying is that trolling other fans is more fun than your own team winning for me. No doubt. That's true. Um, my number two favorite sports memory has gotta be. Oh man, no, that's my number one. Number two, there's so many great memories, um, but I think it's got to be Texas A&M coming back against NIU in the Sweet 16. We were all hanging out at Jorphy and house watching the game. Jorphy and James's house. I don't think James was there, actually. I was there. I was there. You were there? Mm Mm-hmm. So when – so when it happened, when we scored the first bucket, right? Oh, so you went up to College it? Station with, with you. Yeah, you were in College Station. Oh, yeah, I was at College Station. I was Station. in Columbus. I thought y'all were there. Okay, no, I was at College Station with, with all our other friends. No, I, I was thought, in oh, – I forgot y'all weren't there. I was in Columbus. Oh, tell that story. I forgot that's this is story. This tell this story. This story, story is about our epic. So, Jorphy's yeah. sister had just gotten done with practice or something and went up to the shower – to shower or whatever because she thought the game was over because it was and then they went on the incredible run and then the last uh she comes down during overtime and all of us including jorphy's parents scream at her saying get in the fucking bathroom and made her sit in the shower for the entire game because we couldn't lose the mojo no she came no she came out in regulation in regulation, and as soon as she came out, they got that long layup to push it. Was to that push what it was? Okay. And then we were like, get the fuck back in there. And she goes in there and literally is just sitting there in the shower, Snapchatting us, what the hell is going on? <laughs> it was double overtime. She sat in the shower for two overtimes, waiting for the game to end, and then we rewinded it so she could rewatch it later on. And it so, worked again later on. I don't remember. It wasn't football. It might have been baseball against – somebody in in a region it might have been the west virginia game when we walked it off with the grand slam yeah pulled the shower stuff on her again and it ended up working so i it doesn't work 
then my side of the story, I was in College Station during that at the house there watching the game with the rest of our friends, basically. And after we had the first steal and score to, you know, cut it down, what was it, to, to 10 or to something or to 11, I was like, hey, we only need six more of those. Like, jokingly. Like, I'd already given up. I was, you know, who gives a shit? Whatever. We're going to lose. Ah, we only need six more of those. And then it just kept happening. We're all like, what the fuck is going on? Yep. So, with the whole shower thing, there is a really funny story of the 2011 season. A Tex-Ags user. It was when – or it was the 2010 Texas A&M season. And we A&M started really bad in the year. Yeah, because Draw Johnston was fucking injured. And- yeah. So, basically – it was uh, right when Tannehill took over. I was going to say, wasn't Ryan Tannehill still a wide receiver up until like that? Yep. It was right when he took half-time over. Halftime of at Oklahoma the State. time of the Tech game. Oklahoma yep. State, right? Yep, Oklahoma State because he, we almost came back and won that game. Okay, then it was Oklahoma State. I'm almost positive. Either way, a guy was on the shitter, and he said, he put on Texax, how are we doing, can't watch on the shitter. And they said, you don't leave the shitter, we're doing really <laughs> well. You know, so then the entire tech game that was the next game, he sat on the shitter and we won the next game. He ended up putting a TV into his bathroom, buying like a padded toilet seat. And he sat on the shitter for the entire rest of the year. And we didn't lose a game. Was that 2010? That was 2010. So I'm guessing he didn't do this in 2011 whenever we couldn't hold a fucking lead. But he bought a mini fridge. He had his wife bringing him, like, dinner into the bathroom so he could watch football games on the shitter. He would only do it for the first half in 2011. That's dedication. That's literally the most red-ass thing I've ever heard. Get it? (laughs) (laughs) Also, boys, I uh, I bought the paint for the man cave today. Nice. James, what you got? What'd you say, Flounder? What color? Uh, I got some primer, and then I got some, uh, you know, red-ass maroon going up. I'm going to get my artistic mom and sisters to put some ATMs and shit on the wall and mount the TVs. Nice. And I'm going to put some AstroTurf on the concrete. (laughs) Hell, yeah. Some yard lines on it. (laughs) Um, Oh, so actually I was wrong. Tannehill came in, I think it looks like halfway through the Kansas game and then the next game was Tech. If he would have started in the Oklahoma State game, we'd have probably won the Big 12 that year. Anyway. Either way. What you got, James? (sighs) Um, We're on first, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, 2010 OU. Fuck you. Uh, So... I couldn't decide if I wanted to do that or the other game that year. Nebraska. I know. I didn't want to say it unless if somebody else was doing it. But That's six uh, or seven over times. I can't remember. Just call both of them. Just say 2010 Nebraska and OU because they both ended up with the same thing. Yeah. Both ended up with, with the uh, uh, field storming. But the Nebraska game was badass because it had the largest crowd of Kyle Field ever at the time. Yeah. Like there were people everywhere. We're sitting in the end zone. This is back before the expansion, right? So we're in the bleacher seats in the end zone. And there's students. They have students in lawn chairs, basically, and, like, folding chairs all, all on the fucking track. Yeah, the whole stadium was as it many was like six as rows of 20 in every corner. They still ridiculous. complain about that to this day. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine the shit storm it was, like, the people in charge of the field passes and shit with that game. Yeah. But the OU game, 
storming the field afterwards, getting a picture with, with uh, Ryan Swope and just beating the shit out of them with like four fourth down, fourth and goal stands or whatever. Uh, that game was badass. I'm thinking of a different game. I'm thinking- yeah, I was, so going back to the worst and stuff, that I'm not going to talk about it right now, but I was rewatching a couple games. Those, uh, those 2009 to 2011 teams are the toughest – those defenses, they fucking brought the wood. They weren't very good. A couple of years they were. 2010, they were good. 2009, they were okay. But 2000, those teams in general, they brought the wood. Like, I was just watching some highlights, and they and there wasn't really targeting back then, so they it was a little bit different of a game. But, man, those dudes, every time, Trent Hunter and all those boys, any time that there was a guy about to put his hands on the ball, they were just launching themselves at the dude. And they missed a lot of tackles. But, man, they had some awesome highlight reels, I bet, just by knocking the shit out of boys. Talking about, like, DeMontre and fucking uh, – DeMontre Moore was more like – Yeah, He I'm didn't really come on until 2012. I'm talking more about the linebackers and the defensive backs. But that – if to be a good defensive lineman, you have to be nasty like that and have that, like, min- mindset. But – so, James took that – I was going to put all the 2010 games because I was at all three of them was Nebraska, OU, and Texas at Texas. I was at all three of those games. Um, I was also going to say the NIU game and the national championship game, those got taken, um, and the Yankees game seven. So I guess my number two will have to be I've lost almost everything on here 2016 against Kentucky at home in basketball. Oh, yeah. That was a fun game. That was a fun-ass game. And was it the year before where Billy Kennedy fucked us by having Tavario Miller? Was it the year before or the year before that? It it might have been one or two years before. I don't remember. It was the year before. And we had them beat. But for some reason, he had our worst free throw shooter in the game, and he missed both free throws. And Kentucky goes down and gets the win at the last second. But then the next year they come back and it ends up being what gives us the SEC championship game or SEC champion regular season championship because of uh, what was Adam? No, not Adam. What's Humphrey's first name? Chris? No, fuck. Whatever that Humphrey's dude was from Australia throws the ball down and gets a tech. Yeah. And you, as soon as he throws it down, he's like, "Oh shit!" And tries to catch the ball, and it was like got above his eyes and. Uh, he tried to catch it, the ball got away from him, the ref teched him up, we lose our shit, and then I thought Danielle da, – sorry, Dan – I was going to say Dan well because it's trying to be funny, but I thought Daniel House was going to make that layup or floater, but it comes off the rim. Tyler Davis puts it back at the – puts it back at the last second, and uh, the thing was is they had to review it, otherwise we were going to storm the court. If they didn't have to review that shot, we would have been all over the court. Hey, so I don't know what his name is, but Chris Humphreys is the NBA player that dated like four Kardashians or whatever. And then Marlon Humphreys is a football player for the Ravens. Yeah. No, I said Adam Humphreys, which isn't him. Yeah, that's not I don't know who the fuck Adam Humphreys is. is. Yeah. I think he made that one up. All right, what you got, Flounder? Two and then one. It's a snake. Oh, Adam Humphreys is that garbage-ass receiver – that was in Tampa Bay, the slot receiver white dude that took all the touchdowns yeah. away from Mike? Yeah. Okay. 
Anywho. All right. So uh, my number two is the uh, 2015. I, I, okay. So it, it was the 2015 AFC championship game, but I believe it was the 2016. Like I, I think it was actually in 2016. It was the Broncos and Patriots in the Super Bowl 50 season in which the Broncos ultimately won the Super Bowl, which was also incredible, but that game wasn't nearly as fun to watch as the, I don't even want to call it a beatdown because I I think the score was closer than I would like to remember. But Von Miller was just all over Tom Brady that day. It was just so much fun to watch. It was like a defensive clinic along with, like, a really, really good offense in the Patriots that year, man. Like, the Patriots, by all, all means, should have gone to the Super Bowl. If it hadn't been for that Broncos defense, the Patriots would have been in the Super Bowl that year for sure. It was just so much fun to watch, and it had a lot of implications. Um yeah, so it was fun. It was 20 to 18 was the final score. Yeah, it was close. So, like, I just remember uh, Vaughn had a really crucial strip sack, I believe, on Tom Brady. Might not have been a strip sack. It was definitely a sack at some point late in the game. I think he stripped Tom Brady and Shaq Barrett or someone on that other side picked it up and ran it in. But I, that happened in the Super Bowl, too. So, I don't know. That happened a lot that season. I don't know if you're giving this game the credit it deserves. The Patriots scored a touchdown with 12 seconds left and didn't get the two-point conversion, and that's why they won. Oh, yeah. I, well, cause I was – okay, so I was watching this game with uh, – I guess we can say his name because he'll never be on here – Brad Maddox uh, in College Station because the game was in Denver, and I didn't go. I went to a Chargers game that season, which was awesome. Uh, that was the one where Peyton came back in. I guess it was born Woody. Uh where Peyton came back in when Brock Osweiler was starting to really suck. Because the offense that season really wasn't spectacular, man. Peyton Manning was not at his peak, obviously, his last season. You know, but C.J. Anderson had a hell of a year running the football, man. He had some – he had another really good run. I believe that was the second time we played the Patriots that season. Uh, and he had another really good run against them earlier in the year. You know, it wasn't the best Broncos team, man. But if we, if we didn't win the Super Bowl that year, it wasn't going to happen. So, so – in that game, Von Miller had two and a half sacks, two tackles for loss, and an interception. It was crazy, Jesus man. Jesus Christ. It, it, I mean, it was an incredible game, and especially being, you know, I don't want to call myself like a lifelong Broncos fan because, you know, there was that period of time, you know, where I rooted hardcore for the Texans because, you know, hometown and all that. And it's not like I never – it's not like I stopped rooting for the Broncos. They were just ass for forever. So it was like hard to rent. It's call me Fairweather fan, whatever. You know, that was my first football team. So it was fun to – uh to get a Super Bowl in my lifetime for a team that I actually, you know, have rooted for since I was a kid. What uh, the Broncos are just a fun team to cheer for in general, though. Oh yeah, man. Have y'all ever been to a game at Mile High? No. Oh, dude, it's it's I'm one of those. Be honest, like Mile High and what uh, Arrowhead. Yeah. Look like they're really awesome, but in general, NFL games aren't as fun. Oh yeah, for sure. As college games. So, like, I'll go to a Cowboys or Texans game because I don't have to get on a plane and spend a bunch of money to go to it. Oh, yeah. But I think those – if I'm ever in, like, Arrowhead's area, like within a drive or something, or, like, I'll go to Seattle. an NFL Seattle is probably fun, too. Seattle. Minnesota is um, a good time, man. It's small, but it's oh, Minnesota. Good. That, those are four that I would really want to go to a game. You just mentioned New Orleans. A, New Orleans. I went to a Falcons game this year in that new stadium. If they were good, I bet that stadium is popping. 
they're, oh, they're yeah. is it big parade or whatever you want to call it they're all did the lambo did you guys mission mention the bills buffalo oh bills mafia you gotta There's be a part I mean, of could, Bills Mafia. I could come up with ten NFL stadiums that I really want to go to a game at. You gotta be the Bills Mafia. And and none of them would include a Cowboys or Texans game because yeah, same here. I mean I've been to them, but I feel like a casual watcher just would see those stadiums and be like, All right, whatever, who gives a Your shit? Your number one best. So my number one is pretty predictable. Um I didn't even want to put it just because it's controversial and we haven't talked about it and I don't want to talk about it, but it's the Astros winning the 2017 World Series, man. Uh, it was it was so important for the communities around here to have something to rally behind after Hurricane Harvey. Like, you know, you know, I, I know that a couple of y'all at least were boots on the ground and like it was it was a it was a desolate place around here after the hurricane, man. And you know, I'm not saying that this solved everything because it didn't, but it really gave the community something to rally behind at a time when it really needed it. And the impact that it that it had just because of like, you know, we've been there and we've gotten swept and, you know, we've had such a heartbreaking, you know, series of events with Houston sports, except for like, you know, those two decades or those two, those two years in the 90s. You know, it's it's been tough. So it was nice to get a win for Houston sports. So I don't really have like a particular game. There were there were so many great games throughout all three of you know the ALDS, the ALCS, and the World Series. So you know I don't want to get too into it, but that's why it's number one for me. So if I was going to break down the World Series sports memories, you got to go with Game Five. Um, obviously, I was going to put that on there, but my number one has to be the 2018 LSU game. It's very cliche oh, as an A&M. It's very cliche as being an A&M player, but if I remember correctly, it was Woody's last game as a My student. last game. James's last game as a student? Nah, bastard got oh. one more. Okay, you got one more season. Hell yeah. But it was, it was kind of like the last – it was like if you're watching a TV show, you could tell it was like the last hoorah for all of our friend group. Uh, that was my first semester done with school. There was a couple of but there was a lot of people that were done after that. Like yeah, that they were either graduating that semester or the following one in the spring. Our friend group, that was kind of it. It was it was the going out party, and I remember that uh, three or four times we thought the game was over. Everybody thought the game was over, and I just sitting there, and 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 Courtney Davis catches that ball in the end zone. I can't believe it. I spilled my drink on a girl, or maybe that was the Kentucky game. I don't remember. No, it was we, LSU. We no, that I think that was the two-point conversion. Oh, definitely. You spilled a drink on her, but I think that was way earlier in the game. Well, or maybe was, no, no, it was at was the end of. That was into no. Kentucky. We win the game, and she wasn't yelling the whole time. No, this was LSU because then she had to sit there with drink all over her for all the overtimes. It was at the yeah. end of regulation. That's what oh, it was. Yeah. So. After we wait, got wait. the two-point conversion, you spiked that shit. No, I spiked it on Jorphy. And then I got no, on his back no. and almost fell off the second deck. Regulation. Oh. I spiked my drink and got it on her. End of the game with the two-point conversion, you dumped an entire drink on me. Yep. I remember, just real quick about that game, I remember it was like fifth overtime or some shit. And I was like, I have to pee. I've had to pee since the fourth quarter. I went with you. Did you? Yeah, because I know what I know how the story ends. So I remember peeing and listening on the radio in the pisser, 
and hearing like we scored and I remember running back with my pants halfway around my knees trying to get back into the game the craziest thing about that though is it wasn't just you it was every guy in there they're <laughs> holding their dicks and they're like yeah you gotta get back out there and, <laughs> TV and everybody like try is like stumb it's like bomb went off everybody's stumbling trying to get their dick back in their pants so they can go back <laughs> to the stands oh it's out for the boys so i'll yeah. say like real quick that's by far my favorite sports memory of all time but right. i knew it was going to be taken so same all right james you're number one. Oh fuck or something, uh, or something. I'm surprised no one said uh, Tennessee 2017. 16. Uh, 16, and that's where I was going, Tennessee oh. 2016. Hell yeah. Um, like, like, at the time, it was such a huge game. Retrospect didn't really matter that much. Yeah, but they were so big, man. At the time. I had to leave. Actually, it would have mattered some of the, a lot if we wouldn't have choked against Mississippi. Don't want to talk about it. Yeah, that old season. Anyway, because um, it was just about as loud as the stadium could get. And the whole game, the whole game, the whole game was wild. So I'm gonna go with that game. great game. But right. and then great the game. Crazy but the LSU game was better, no doubt. That crazy thing about the Tennessee game is the fact that everybody was leaving because they thought we had lost. So we probably were at seventy percent. We probably were at ninety percent capacity, maybe at kickoff. The stadium wasn't sold out, and then it dropped down to like probably somewhere between sixty and seventy percent. And when we got the ball back with like a 50 seconds left, and then when Kellen fumbled the ball, it probably emptied out to 50, roughly 50% or 60%. And so the entire game, like it was loud, but it wasn't as loud as it could be for that situation. Yep. See, we choked a lead away and actually had it put away with Travion about to end the game with a minute and a Until half. Until the stupidest role in sports happened. And so everybody stayed in the game for those two overtimes, whereas everybody had – the stadium had emptied out a little bit in LSU. Yep. Um, real quick, while on the loudest, the loudest I've ever heard it is when Colin Gillespie blocked the punt against Alabama in 2018. Yep. 17. 17, either way. That's the loudest it'll ever get. Um, my favorite sports memory of all time is, without a doubt – well – Outside of the LSU game, game six without a doubt, the- game six of the 2011 World Series. It's the greatest baseball game of all time. I got it, – it was just the best. And everybody knows what happened. And it, it made it even better that it was against the Rangers because all of them can eat Fuck a big Rangers. bag of dicks. They're never going to win a World Series because David Freeze is a badass. I'm not going to speak too much on it, but that game – I'll never forget it. It was absolutely incredible. I feel like this is a great time to mention that Woody's sister is a Rangers fan. My sister is a Rangers fan, and it's the best. I still bring it up to this day, and she still gets pissed. The best part? No, that's not the best part. The best part is your brother-in-law is also a Rangers fan. Big Rangers fan. That's the best part. Big Rangers fan. So, what do you want to go ahead and kick it back around with your number three worst memory? Also, yeah. were y'all aware? Were y'all aware that um, hair loss, like hair losing your hair, is so 
uh, hereditary that you can actually lose it through like in-laws and step. And, uh, and, like, uh, jokes on you. I got it from my own family. Um, no, he got it from your family. I'm, I, that's my theory. Oh no, he was bald when he you got in the family. through marriage. Um, <laughs> they, the best part is, is if they ever have a kid and it's a boy, he's gonna be bald. It doesn't matter. Bald as fuck. Yeah. yeah there's no hope for him. He no. Both sides. Both sides. He might be bald at eighteen. Why are we not trying to get a for him sponsorship? Um, that'll be our first one, and we'll yeah. make Woody do the read for it too. <laughs> I'm ordering some. Oh really? So let me know if it works. Seriously. Hey, cut that part out. No free. No free. Uh, no free ads. No free ads. <laughs> oh, that. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> no, we were good until he said he was ordering some. That's the free ad part we can't have. Yeah. Anyways, my number three worst sports moment has to be, I'm going to group them together, the 2015 and 2016 a&M baseball losses oh. to TCU. 16 was way worse. 16 was way worse because we were the best team in the nation that year. It's not close. That was the greatest baseball team I've seen in my life. We were the Luke best team in, the, in baseball, and it's not close. 2015 hurt. What are we talking about? 2015-2016 TCU and okay, 2016 A&M team was the one of the great I don't know enough about baseball to be like oh this was an all-time team it was an all-time team that was an all-time team it was an all-time team it was one of the greatest baseball teams in college baseball history and we just couldn't get over the TCU hump for two years in a row 2015 team was no slouch no you're very good no, but 2016 hurt more because it was. Also, at wasn't home. 2016. We did not hurt, need to be match- We did not need to be matched up with them. That's the reason no. that they yeah. had the postseason. Well, you we know, you got screwed when they changed the rule because yep. you got screwed. Yep. But they don't say you got screwed. It was bullshit. That was the that was the extra innings error by Boomer White, right? Yeah, third or it wasn't Boomer White. I think they moved him, didn't they? No, it was Boomer White. Oh, yeah. Shit. He he botched the ball at home. I think that was the game. No, you're thinking of 2015 with Ronnie Gideon. Boomer White did make an error in the 2016 game, though. Either way. But it wasn't hurt. But which one was the extra innings one? Ronnie Gideon. 2015 with Ronnie Gideon. That's the one that that hurt. No. 2016 was a better game. Because that dude was giving that guy a foot and a half off of each corner. But but I don't remember that series as well because there wasn't like an extra inning – Lose no. at the, like on some bullshit. 2016 hurt worse, but I'm grouping them together because they both fucking hurt real bad. I feel all that. Right. Did y'all Can see? We all uh, go ahead and just write down 2000 Texas game as our number one and not talk about it. You mean 2011? That's what I said. 2011. I was gonna put 2011 on there, but I just I didn't want my list to be too aggy. We're not gonna talk worst. about it. We're not gonna talk about it. You know it what? Awful. That game doesn't hurt. Doesn't doesn't hurt me near as bad as. Y'all make it sound like it hurts y'all. I don't. I don't it it hurt. I'll never forget. It. I remember being in the stands and just. Anyways, James, what you I got remember. Here? I could. I remember that the guy in front. We were in like the very last low, last row of those bleachers in the in the end zone that the field goal went into. The guy in front of us was a Texas fan. We were, you know, friendly talking shit all game. And this was my junior year of high school, and. uh 
when he was about to kick the field goal, when Tucker was about to kick the field goal, the Texas fan turns around, puts his hands on his head. I can't fucking watch. And I said, well, how are you going to, he said, I said, how are you going to know if you make it, if he makes it? And he said, Oh, I'll know. I'm watching your face. And as soon as he went in, you know, we all go, fuck. And he's sitting there and he's like, turns back around and starts cheering. And I'm like, God damn, this is bullshit. Wait, but, what yeah. side of the stadium were y'all on? Were y'all on the east or west side? No, we, were, we were on the, the south, south end zone. zone. Oh, you're in the end zone. The bleacher, okay. where the, where the, the yeah, they don't have uprights on the sidelines, dude. No, I'm sorry. I thought you meant that you were like on the end, like where they were kicking the field. I didn't. No, I didn't... no, we were like the, the ball damn near went over my head. I got you. I was because I was on the east side and I was talking mad shit. I was in the student section. I was talking so much shit. Like I was every time they fired up uh, a Texas fight, I was I was literally yelling (laughs) fucking Texas jump up and bite my ass like every single time they hate like they hated me. It was great. But I got over that game pretty quick. I don't really give a shit anymore. But so for me. We're on number three, right? This is yep. the first, first worst. Number three is 2013 LSU. <sighs> so that was the Johnny had a broken thumb, and we and we played him anyway, and he couldn't throw a football. He could. He had a broken thumb. He couldn't throw the football. And it was cold as shit, and Jorphy and I went to the game and did not have enough clothes on, not nearly enough clothes on, and it's no, cold and raining. Hold on. I had – I was fine. No nah, bullshit. No nah, bullshit. I gave you my dry fit, and I, that's why I froze my ass off. I was cold before that. We were both cold the whole fucking time. I was, I was cold, anyway. but I wasn't miserable until he was sit- like, oh, my God, I'm 100 pounds, and I have no meat on my – So I give him my fucking dry fit, and he shuts up a little bit. He's like a fucking woman, brutal. and then I was started brutal. freezing my dick off after. That. So basically, once you were basically wearing what I was wearing, then you, you know, then you were cold. Yes. All right. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, and I had to sit through that just dick kicking that was that game, and it felt even worse than the score because I knew that our offense couldn't do shit. Like Johnny we couldn't run the ball the because they knew, we, we couldn't run the ball because they knew it was coming, and we couldn't throw the ball because Johnny could not throw. We had like two good plays in that. Oh, that was in that. That was the uh, in Death Valley, yeah. With the uh, the crazy helmets and like the onyx and everything, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was so high up. I don't. I couldn't tell what we were wearing. That one was tough. I was watching that at uh, the corner bar with Boone, Trooper Boone. Yeah, I don't want to. Re- no. that, that's a game. I if I could, if I don't really regret going to any games, but I regret going to that game. I regret going to that game more than going to the fifty-nine to nothing Alabama game. That game sucked. That game was more fun than the LSU game. So the thing about being an Aggie slash Astro slash Cowboy slash Texan fan is there's a lot more worse memories than there are good memories. Oh yeah, um, and it's hard to pick, man. I'm gonna go with the with the one that I remember, and that's. Uh, the 2017 UCLA game. Oh, biggest blown lead in school history. So the reason that it sucks so much for me is we listen to me here before you shake your head at me, James, we drive from college station down route 66, stop and see all the stuff there is to see. And we go up to Vegas, stay the night, then we go drive to L.A. and do a bunch of stuff, watch a USC game. They almost got upset as the number seven team in the country against Western Michigan. 
And row the then, damn boat. Yeah, row the boat. And then the next day, we go to the A&M game at the Rose Bowl. It's beautiful. It's kind of hot. We make some great friends. We get a great buzz. And we walk in the stadium. We just start kicking the dog shit out of them. And I remember sitting there right around, right before halftime, saying, like, this could be the greatest road trip I have ever been on my life. And then we just have an absolute meltdown. Like, fucking Deshaun Caper Smith had the game in his hands. In his hands. All he has to do is catch that ball. And I had the greatest road trip of my life. But instead, I couldn't even get drunk that night. I was so depressed. James, on the other hand, had a very successful so, night at being drunk at the Sangria Bar that we just randomly stumbled upon. And that night, we also met Josh Rosen's godparents. Yeah, and the yeah. His construction cart and was trying to give, give me a job, and we drank with them all night. Could have been the greatest road trip ever, but so so here's why you're wrong. That that is borderline like one of my favorite uh, sports memories. So the road trip was amazing. We had a great time. The game, after the first – they scored their first touchdown of the second half, I turned to Jorfie and I said, we're going to lose this game. And so I accepted it earlier than anyone else. So I was over it. And then the last thing I remember was being at a piano bar – or not a piano bar, a bar that had live music and them playing Santeria by Sublime. And I'm just shit hammered. And that was a good night. I, I did, it took me a long time. To, I think I was – about seven drinks in before I finally forgot about forgot, forgot about the game because it's the only game on that day. So every sports channel in the TV, in the bar on the TV is showing the game reruns. And I'm just sitting there just getting more and more pissed off about it the entire night. Also, so, Santeria, Santeria is like a top 10 karaoke song, by the way. Founder, you're up. <clears throat> so my number three worst moment, and I, I – while I was making my worst moments, I started thinking about like some of the best moments that I left off and made it sad because there's so like the, the bad really does outweigh the good for most of my teams. But my number three moment was when the Rockets blew it in the 2018 Western Conference Finals when Chris Paul went out. It was just, it was like, it really. Too soon. I, it might be too soon, man, but it really felt like everything had finally come together. Good coach, good chemistry, good players. Chris Paul, maybe not at his peak, but God, dude, we were so good. And then it just so, literally fell apart. We've talked about it before on this pod, but basically all we have to say is that if you win that game, you win the, the uh, NBA Finals because you were beating the Cavs. That Cavs team had no chance, no no business being in the Finals. 100%. And it took it took 0 for 27 from three to, to lose the game. So and we barely lost the game. Right. I mean, that's that's why that one is was on my list, and it should be on every Rockets fans list because that, that one UCLA game, game that one game, 0 for 27, cost you an NBA Finals. 100. percent Like cost you a ring. Like honestly, maybe even a couple because who knows? Like I don't know. Maybe we couldn't have held it together after that. But maybe. no. But see, see, that's that's going too much. What if for me? I'm saying it's yeah. barely even a yeah, if. No, it's, it's barely even an if to say that that game cost you an NBA ring. A final what you had to do was make like three three-pointers out of 27 and you win that game. Crazy stuff. Oh, I, I, I remember after it happened, after I finally got over the shock, I did the math on using their the Rockets season three-point percentage. The odds of them going 0 for 27 was just something astronomical. I can't remember what it was, but just ridiculous. 
That shit was stupid. And then the refs didn't make it any better. If we would have played that bad and oh, it would just have been on us, it would have been rough and hard to handle. But it's <laughs> so much sense. worse because the refs fucked us out of like 10 points down oh, the yeah. stretch. Yeah, let's just, we should move on before this tur- turns into just a total pity party. Yeah. Right, Flounder, you're number two. So my number two is uh, y'all might not even remember this, but it's kind of one of the most. Not infamous, but it's definitely – it's one of those iconic plays in NFL history now. Uh, it was – I don't even remember who the quarterback was. It was the Jaguars-Texans 2010 uh, in Jacksonville. Last seconds of the game. The game is tied up, I believe. We're going to overtime. And whoever the quarterback of the Jags is throws a 50-yard Hail Mary. The ball gets batted down by – Glover Quinn, I want to yes, say. Yes, I'm almost positive it was Glover Quinn. I'm pretty sure it was Glover Quinn and batted straight into the hands of an awaiting Jaguars receiver. Game over. Jags walk off home run or walk off home run, walk off touchdown. And uh, I mean, I just remember like feeling so incredibly deflated watching that happen. I was like, we're going to overtime, baby. We got this. And then just nothing. Yeah, I was listening to that one on the radio and. It was just as bad. It was tough. Yeah, if I wasn't listening to it on the radio, it'd be hard. It, it could have made my list, but oh, I was watching you know, it. See what, uh, I mean, I wasn't there, but like I was watching it. Man, if you could see it happen, it's a little. It's good. <laughs> James or no, Jor Jorphy, did you go? No, I'm gonna give you my number two, and that is the uh, uh, 2000 and. Eight, I think it's 2008 UCLA Texas A&M basketball game in the Sweet 16. Sweet 16. You're talking about AC Law? No. Oh, that's Memphis. Oh, so this I, is when really, Donald Sloan got hacked. Why? And then Russ Russ Westbrook goes I the other way. This was round of 32. I think it was 16. We went to back to back Sweet 16s. I'm pretty sure. Either way, keep going. But either way, Donald Sloan gets hacked bad. And uh, there's pictures to prove it. No call. And it sucks because the year before, a call that probably that only gets called every now and then is the reason that Memphis got to shoot those two free throws anyways as time ex- with two seconds left. The only reason that Memphis got to shoot those free throws is because they called a foul that a lot of people would have eaten their whistle on at the situation that late in the game, you know. But then the next year, you need that call to go your way, and it doesn't happen. And then it costs you the game. Like, literally, it costs you the game. It was round of 32. Okay. So, even worse. But then – Dude, I was looking at the recap, and it said Donald Sloan jumper blocked, which is just the biggest bullshit of all time. They hit him on the forearm and rolled all the way up his forearm and bowled the ball out. And it was just fucking bullshit because that was the team that was like we returned a lot of people off that 07 team and we were rolling. God, it's just making me mad. I was going to put the Memphis game on there, but I don't rem- I didn't remember all the details of the Memphis game. The Memphis one should be on there above that one for me and this is, if, because that team was better. The ACL yeah. team was better. Uh, it was the Sweet 16 against um, – if you're going to let me finish, I'll tell. I'll explain all that stuff. And AC Law had a missed layup that would have won the game. 
not necessarily won the game, but would have put it in with it. Not with it wouldn't have been able to. They would have had to hit a three to tie it. It would have forced OT at the least. But the crazier thing about that Memphis game is the guy that hits the two free throws was 63% for the year from the free throw line and was one for four that day from the free oh throw line. Oh, my God, that's right, dude. I see both of them. See, I barely remember that game, but, yeah. yeah if you was- want, I, real quick, I can tell you the odds of him hitting back-to-back free throws. It's not as as weird, as crazy as you think. Really? No, but that happens 40, was, 40% of the time that dude hits both the free throws. Yeah, but he was one for four that day. He had, but he, that doesn't – I mean, look, if I got to teach you one thing about statistics, prior doesn't matter. Also, small sample size. Also true. No, but so when you're sitting there and – Oh, I'm sure it felt like he – I'm sure every Memphis – and I mean, every uh, – yeah, Memphis fan and every A&M fan is sitting there thinking, oh, he's going to miss this shit. He's missing at least one. Yeah, I was thinking we were going to go to overtime. but um, So the UCLA game is the one I went with because I remember that one more vividly. I was most likely grounded and had to go to bed early or something during the UCLA, uh, during the Memphis game. Because that happened to a lot of games where I would have to go, to, especially when I used to cheer for the Longhorns. My mom and dad's favorite thing to do was to ground me and not let me watch Texas games because it didn't bother them when I got upset over stuff like that. Yeah, so, I, I'll accept it. So your turn, James. Okay, uh, I'm going to go 2005 um, NLCS, the, the game that ended Brad Lidge's career. Effectively. Game six. In Houston. Um, Astros had it one. Brad Lidge comes in for the close. This is like top, like ultimate lights out Lidge. They turn off the lights whenever he comes in out of the bullpen and they're flashing. So he faces poo holes with a hanging faces slider. Pujols, Pujols puts one basically out of the building. The roof is closed and he put it out of the building. The best part about um, that. He hit it over the train before, tracks. The pitch before I mean, that, that happens he had often. one of his he hit greatest. it halfway up the goddamn windows. Um, <laughs> the pitch before that, he had one of his greatest sliders, and Pujols looked like an idiot. And I'm sitting there and thinking, oh, we've got this dude. And then the next pitch, nope. Don't. Not even close. I mean, and they, the, like one the, of those the Astros. And you're like, oh, God, that might be gone. It was like, oh, fuck, we're done. <laughs> and, and, and the Astros won in seven. And then went to the World Series and got swept by one of the most underrated World Series champions of all time. Um, or forgotten about, for sure. What, did they lose one game the entire postseason? I don't know. I'm pretty Twice. sure they lost one game that entire – they might – I don't know if they even lost uh, that entire postseason. Anyway, um, but the game itself was just demoralizing. Yep. My second worst – um, it's gotta be 26, 2016. Yep. 2016 Texas A&M at Miss state. We had just been announced in the college football playoff polls as number four. Oh yeah. Um, I drove my happy ass to Starkville, Mississippi. Got up at like 8 a.m. for the 11 a.m. kickoff and watched us completely shit the bed. 
Uh, Trevor Knight got hurt. It was a terrible game. I still wake up to nightmares of the cowbells ringing in my ears. That was just a miserable fucking day. I was at that game with you. It was 11 a.m. kickoff. Did you have, like, grown men barking in your face on the way out of state? I've never wanted to fight somebody because I lost because I'm not really a sore loser in that aspect. When I lose to, like, my brothers or one of my friends, I am. But, like, at a public atmosphere, I'm not really that much of a sore loser. But that day, I wanted to fight somebody. Like, just having dudes come and bark in my face. Like, y'all are fucking already have four losses on the season. Congratulations. You they were so them. bad. That's the worst yeah. part. They were so fucking bad. And, Trevor and I actually, three. like a dumbass, had hope. So... That yeah. sucked. That hurt a lot. Yeah, you woke up. At, you woke up at. You woke up at eight a.m. for that game, but the team didn't. No, they right. didn't. They were still sleeping. Um. So from there, I think this one just. I mean, we can't talk about the Texas game. This one just re- like, I have very bad memories of it, and it was two thousand four. I had just like become like a diehard Cardinals fan. They were by far the best team in baseball that year. They beat the Astros in the NLCS, and then they ran into destiny, which was the 4 Red Sox with David Ortiz and Manny Ramirez and Kurt Schilling. Was that the one that broke the curse? That's the one that broke the curse. They just – they ran into destiny, but that was – the Cardinals won 107 games that year. They were the best team in baseball, and it wasn't close. And to not see that team win a World Series hurt a lot. In twenty in 2006, they won, but it wasn't the Albert Pools, Jim Edmonds, Scott Rowland, 3-4-5, with Edgar Renteria, Reggie Sanders, all of these complete studs. It just wasn't the same. 04 hurts a lot for me. So. No, boo-hoo, you're a Cardinals fan. We don't care. <laughs> James. All right, well, my number one was going to be the Rockets game. So, skip me and come back. I need another game. Okay. I can't decide between these two, so I'm just going to cheat like I always do. The 2013 – Auburn game and the 2014 Cowboys playoff game versus the Packers. Oh, oh, oh yes. definitely caught that ball. Both of those games did something. No, they both did stuff to me that no other sporting game has ever done. Like I, I've never cried over a game. I didn't cry when I lost my last playoff game as a senior in high school. I didn't ever cry after that. I almost cried after both of those games. That's how like much it hurt. And I literally, like, won a bet because I said – the guy was like, the Cowboys are going to get their ass kicked. And I was like, no, what's the spread? He goes, nine and a half. I said, they are definitely covering that. And I got, like, free breakfast for a week off of it. Off of it. That's how confident the dude was. And I almost threw up every day that I ate that breakfast he brought for me. It was that rough. And then the Auburn What a game, dramatic little bitch. I, I still don't care about the NFL. Like, that was what ruined the NFL for me. Like, everybody else probably was already off the NFL train because of how it was. But I was still pretty diehard worse, with my teams. Worse than when your boy Tony Romo couldn't hold a snap. 
No, that that's one hurt way too. worse. That one no. hurt. That one. That hurt one was too. way worse. Well, I don't, because like when Dez caught that ball, man, like that was just universally like it was a monster play. I, I, yeah, I think that the the Romo game hurts more if like yeah. it depends on who you are. If you're a Romo fan, you know you're just like, oh, you don't want to get mad at your favorite player, so you're not going to blame them. But you could blame the the refs for the uh, Dez game. Oh, so. so we- that's exactly where I'm at on that one. I I can't hate Romo. I hate Romo, so. Can I tell my story about that game just real quick? I mean, it's quick. So, I was coming back. I was in the airport in Boston coming back from uh, the Ravens versus uh, Patriots divisional game where Julian Edelman threw that touchdown pass to Danny Amendola, or maybe it was vice versa. I don't know. Um, crazy game. So, I'm in the airport. We're watching the game. And I'm surrounded by Pats fans. I mean, there's not a single Ravens fan or anything. Everybody around me is wearing Patriots gear. And uh, that catch happens, and everybody in the airport was universally, like, he caught that ball. Like, literally everybody in the airport. I never agreed with Patriots fans in my entire life. It was wild. Well, anyway, so then that game, like, just – it wasn't not so – it wasn't to go to the Super Bowl or anything, but for me, that was a big changing moment, big changing time in my life. So it was like I, I never recovered as an NFL fan. I still cheered for the Cowboys and Texans, but it, you're gonna, it's really hard for me to get upset when they lose because I just don't have that much emotion tied into them. If they win, I'll probably get not very excited about it again. But right now, I, I'm just kind of dead on the inside since then. And then 2013, we had already lost Alabama, but we still, like, were ranked in the top ten and probably could have still made a push for the BCS championship with some help or at least made a BCS bowl game. And that horse collar and, like, I thought we were driving down the field. Johnny comes out of the locker room after getting hurt and comes and saves us, and he's driving down the field. He's about to scamper for a first down, maybe more. You never know with him. And this dude lunges at him, grabs him from behind, gets the horse collar. And then the next play, I think D Ford gets a sack to theoretically or pretty much in the game. And I just remember sitting in the stands and like, once again, the bitch of an ex-girlfriend is like, get up, we're getting out of here. I was like, no, I just need a moment. Like that was fucking heart wrenching. I'm sitting there on this bleachers and I'd like, that is the, uh, the day that the we suck chance started. And do you know what I'm talking about, James? Yeah. Where I jump with from all my force up in the air with both of my boots. We suck, and I land on the bleachers on the row below me, and I keep doing it all the way down. And I did that a lot as a drunk bastard for many of football games going forward after that. And that that one I almost cried at. Like, it was just very, very disappointing and very uh, just – really fucked with me a lot. So those are my worst. Okay. I, um, I finally thought of my last one. So mine is the most, um, recent one out of all of ours. I'm going to go to the Texans chiefs game. Ooh. in this most recent playoffs. Ooh. Choke city. Because like, Obviously, like, I knew what Mahomes could do. But, like, after after what was the lead up to? I don't remember what 21, it was. 21-3? Uh, 
Let's see if I can't find the damn box score. All right, here we go. All right, it was 24 to 7. No, 24 to nothing. It was 24 to nothing. And by halftime, they're losing. And then before this is 24 to nothing with 11 minutes left in the second half. By halftime, it's 28 24. I mean, and then it was just an ass kicking by the end of it, but it just, it felt like it was going to happen. Like I knew there was a lot of time left, but it just felt like the defense had Mahomes' number. We had a blocked punt. You know, we had their number and they couldn't stop Watson, they couldn't stop him. And then, you know, we all know what happened after that. That that game is the definition of, and the wheels then fell off. The fourth down, I don't know why he didn't kick it, you know? I don't know why he didn't kick it. And then the one he should Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Come, come on, bro. What the fuck? Very... So he he goes he goes for a fake punt. If you're gonna go for it on that scenario, just fucking go for it. Cause I feel like a fake. If you're gonna go for it on their side of the field, a fake punt isn't necessarily a good idea. They're gonna be expected. I don't. Well, I don't want to talk about that game anymore. Flounder, so what's your worst? Bad. Flounder, what's your worst? Jesus, we're just now here. No, I thought Flounder already did this. Oh, wait, never mind. Sorry. Well, my number, James. One, my number one worst is, uh, we already kind of talked about it, the AC Law missed layup in, was that 2007 or was that 2006? 2007. Yeah. You I don't know. told me this. I didn't realize you were going to have it on there. I wouldn't have spoiled it. No, I mean, I, I was the one that brought it up because I couldn't remember what year it was when Jorpy started talking about it, and I was like, there were two heartbreaks, and I was like, he's going to talk about AC Law, then I want to talk about, you know, so. <clears throat> it's all good. Now we can just move into the schedule. All right, let's do it. Who will first? They're going to have to do something from the outside now. It's Paige off balance. Puts it doing here the podcast is over go home go go home go home just go go home it's already over. go on with you closing time
Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end.